district office, there was a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns, they're coming for your jobs, and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy, and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Uh, that if, if I became president, Biden's elected, he will wipe out your energy industry. Another prediction that is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected, gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. <laughs> flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. They try to take away your guns, Second Amendment, they want to take it away, while they enjoy private security that's fully armed. I never understood that one. You spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. You want to use the word recession or depression? And here we are, once again, standing and fighting against the corruption, the lies from D.C. And what we see is a January 6th distraction away from what President Donald Trump predicted just two years ago. This is Nick Schroer standing and fighting with my good friends, conservatarians, Dr. Phil Valencia, and the man, the myth, the legend, Eric, two first names, Michael. (laughs) Hello. So it's we, we hear in the news all week, January 6th, January 6th, the same exact January 6th that they've already had hearings on, wasted millions of dollars on, regurgitating the same failed talking points. But I think that clip just encapsulates everything that Republicans, true conservatives feel right now is, told you so. <laughs> Absolutely. Gas is over $5. I mean... It, Go to the pump anywhere in St. Louis, and you're paying, if not $5 or more, you're, you're right there. Crime, St. Louis still hasn't been fixed. It's, it's creeping into surrounding areas. But where do we go? We're not, we're, we're not dealing with solving the problems on a national level, at least. We can't do it in, in, at a state level because the, the session is over. We're in campaign mode now. But the, the January 6th hearings are nothing but... A distraction, in my opinion, Eric, from your point of view, a non-politician's point of view, are are you taking the bait? Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Do you think that we need to continue focusing on this stuff like we did with the Russia, Russia, Russia gate and spent millions of our taxpayer dollars to find out, oh, wait a second, the Hillary campaign was colluding with with workers that are now found innocent, even though they lied to the FBI. We, We wasted all that time, all that money. Is this just a distraction, or is there some teeth to this? I think it's complete distraction at this point. Um, I actually know somebody that was there. Hmm. He's currently serving his 45 days in prison. Kind of funny. He got 45 days for the 45th president. So um, it was so violent that only one person died, and it was one of the the participants, I guess. Uh, They don't want to talk about – they don't want to mention her name – they try to to lie, push the stuff that police officers had died, and then there's no proof. Actually, the people that supposedly died died after non-related injuries. Um, but now, all of a sudden, they try to pretend that they 
they like the police and that we should you know hmm. feel sympathy for them after when, after their party was was saying defund the police they're all racist all cops are bastards pushing that narrative yeah, right absolutely the only thing that we would see on television is another you know, black person that was killed by a police officer. They're being demonized, you know. I mean... Well, that's these- one thing that I... I mean, I, I stay up to date on different shootings, police-involved shootings, because ultimately, yeah, if there are bad apples in any industry, we got to get rid of them. Yeah. And all of these shootings that I'm seeing is a white guy gets out of a car with a hatchet. Police shot him. Another white guy uh, that, that didn't... He gets out of the car, had an expired plates or whatever, goes to run attacks the the police officer with a gun why aren't we hearing about that and, and secondarily why aren't we hearing about all of the videos that i know phil has seen eric has seen nick has seen all of us have seen those videos where one of the guys one of the police officers at january 6th protest or, or meeting whatever they were doing out there moving the guardrails yep opening the doors yep standing there when they open the door they'll even tell the the protesters come on in I don't agree with this, but come on in. And it was so violent that they stayed in the velvet ropes. Yeah, it was um, almost like a, like a tourist. It was like a guided tour, you know. And you can tell that that it was just kind of, I guess, agent provocateurs are trying to get people, get the masses in the building. Well, you and had then the once one they a- got in there, they're just walking around like, okay, now what? Because they didn't have any motive to just rush in and yeah. – what and like hold people captive like they were saying i think aoc said that she was you know she heard people knocking on doors you know asking where people were when she wasn't even even there right she wasn't even in the on the on the grounds in the building that she said that have you seen the (laughs) have you seen the babylon bees post about the ghost of aoc came to testify in the in the january 6 (laughs) hearings no because she swears she was she was afraid for her life she thought she was going to be murdered well it turns out She's the one spreading fake news. She wasn't yes. even there. Nope. Mm-mm. She was in a building blocks away. Yeah. And Trump had even asked to uh, to beef up security. National Guard. You know, and Pelosi, Schumer, uh, Bowser. Which Mayor. Pelosi is in charge yeah, of absolutely. the security there within but the Capitol. If, if they are that concerned, the fact that they were even putting up barricades, they knew that there was going to be some kind of you know pushback from it. And you have the president who you said is inciting riots is actually asking for more, yeah. you know, protection and, and having, you know, extra security. And then they selectively edit his tweets and, and all of his videos just to supposedly have their evidence. But if there was evidence, I mean, as much as the media and, and the left oh, despises him, oh, my gosh, it would be playing at nauseum. But now, it's not. Before I move on to Ray Epps and many, many different things that I think they're trying to distract us from, yep. like the $5 gas prices, like spending more billions and billions and billions and asking for more billions to go to Ukraine by way of our pockets. <laughs> yeah. Let me focus on, and I didn't know this, so you you were familiar with somebody, you know somebody who actually mm-hmm. yeah. was sentenced, or did they take a plea deal? No, well, he had, um, I guess the FBI had interviewed him multiple times. Uh, his lawyer had, basically they came up with a, you'll play, you know, take a plea deal, and from what he had said, it was no jail time. It was going to be some probation and, mm. and a fine. And then he goes in there for his, his sentencing, and the judge just yeah. let him have it. And just, Which they have the ability to do in those they types do. of cases. They do. But at this, at this was that point— a, Was it a D.C. judge? I don't know. Okay. But the funny thing is, though, is the two other people that he was sentenced with, those two stayed local, and they went to county. He got shipped off to Chicago. 
What was his involvement? Because I, I do know, and I will say for the record, to play devil's advocate, there are videos out there of knuckleheads like Ray Epps or other yeah. people that are breaking windows, breaking stuff. And I think those individuals should be held accountable. I, I have not met a single Republican that has said, hey, those idiots that were actually punching cops, spitting on cops, you know, tearing things up. Yeah, you should hold them accountable, just as you should have held the, the Black Lives Matter, Antifa protesters around the nation prior to then that, uh, you know, George Soros funded prosecutors like Kim Gardner failed to, uh, you know, uphold her oath and, and put them behind bars. But what was his involvement? Uh, you know, I just assumed his gender. But what was his involvement in the, the protest, the, the riot, whatever you want to call it? So whenever I had talked to him and I, I just it was secondhand information that, that I found out that he was there. And then once I heard, I was like, oh, my, I really want to talk to him and see what's going on. And he said that there was a mix of people. He said it was not just yeah. Trump supporters. Everybody knows that. The media won't tell you that. Uh, he said he was there. He went into the building. Uh, there's a picture of him and a couple other people just holding up, I think, Nancy Pelosi's you know name plaque yeah. or something. And it really, I mean, the only thing that he's that he said that he did was trespassing. That's it. Hmm. So forty five days in prison. Yes, for in trespassing. He's in with rapists, Chicago. murderers. <laughs> the same prison that R. Like, Kelly's in. Yeah. Well, don't go in the closet with R. Kelly. That's <laughs> all I have to. If he has any advice, that's what's astonishing. I mean, yes, there there are several people that in the area were attending what they thought was a rally, a celebration. They wanted their voices heard, and I think. Rightfully so. There are people across the nation that saw what happened in states where they just stopped counting ballots. Yep. Prior to then, they, they changed the, the different mechanisms on how to collect votes, uh, ballot harvesting. They pushed the Republicans out and then started counting again. Bringing in bags. Yep. Yeah, it was like a, a pipe burst in, in Georgia, and then there's no proof of a yeah. pipe burst. It was all fabricated. Uh, Not just like lies, like AOC Covering spread. up windows. Yeah. I mean, it was – there was enough evidence, and I, I think that the reason why there was such an uproar is there's enough evidence to at least look into it. Right. We spent three, four years going off of this Off of Russia, dossier, the dossier, yes. And it was proven to be false, but yet we spent all this time – I mean, even now there's still people that believe that it happened, and yet there is visible evidence. I yeah. mean, recorded evidence, enough to say, look, we know something happened. Look into it. Well, that's what I – you know, I said if anything that the Democrats should be doing, I know you're – wrong all the time but at least be consistent don't sit here from 2016 to 2020 and say our elections are not secure russia infiltrated it you know the the president's bought and paid for it's a not a legitimate president and then quickly thereafter say oh now that our guy won yep or quote unquote won it's the most uh, secure elections in history there's nothing to look at you're a traitor uh you know you're you're Calling into question the integrity of, of elections, it's never been done in American history when we yeah. just spent four years listening to your garbage <laughs> based upon zero facts yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, and that you could swing an election with Facebook ads or right. you know social media when anything that's put on social media, if it doesn't go in line with what their narrative is, just gets it gets removed. I actually had a tweet deleted last week. They uh, took it down. They took it down, like completely deleted it. Let's call it Elon. I would love to. Um, but Hillary Clinton, she went on there and she was talking about January 6th. And I said, well, you know, if you're going to spend all that time focusing on that, then why not look at the swampy Democrats? And what about Sussman? He was proven innocent, even though he was guilty. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're, what about, you know, the flight logs and, and well, her all connection, the evidence with, with Epstein? Her connection, her campaign team's connection 
with all of that. Yeah, with Obama the dossier. was found to be spying on a on a sitting president. Well, these are Where things is that, any of this? That's what we're not concentrating on. We're not concentrating on those facts. We're not concentrating on the fact that we now have Republicans trying to get behind red flag laws on a national level, including uh, Missouri Senator who's, who's leaving office, uh, Roy Blunt. We have sent a letter uh, authored by St. Charles County uh, State Representative Tony Lavasco. I signed on to this letter. I'll give you one hint which St. Charles County legislator did not sign on to it. <laughs> but I signed on to this letter telling Senator Roy Blunt that red flag laws are unconstitutional. It's an infringement. That 100%. Is, it falls into that line. and Due process rights we need. Yeah. So when you look at it face value, the red flag, uh, the red flag law they're trying to put into what? To locate the mentally you know, unstable and, and try to have a little bit more – um, you know, I guess restriction in that regard. But the problem is, though, is who's one that decides that you're mentally unstable to own a gun? Well, and, and there's no hearing on the merits. If someone, you know, let's say if uh, one of us had a disgruntled worker or a neighbor that didn't like us because we had a Trump sign in our yard, all they needed to do is file a report and say, oh, he's suicidal. He threatened me with this yep. firearm. The police come in, take your guns, and then you have a hearing later. You're yes. innocent until proven guilty by way of our system in America. That is contrary to our constitutional rights. You should have a hearing on the merits. You should have due process rights in the right to confront your accuser. That's why here in the state of Missouri, we do have the ability. And when you explain this, when you explain this to constituents that want to see some form of, of you know, hey, if there's a threat, we at least want the police to, to check it out. We already have that. We have that if you file an order of protection and have a hearing on the merits, and the judge still believes that that person is going to be a threat with their weaponry, they can, for the, the pendency of the, uh, the order of protection, take away those rights. Mm-hmm. We already have that ability in a constitutional fashion, but that, those are some of the things. Uh, the Dobbs case is something that could happen any single day. The Supreme Court decision that I am praying sends the issue of uh, legislating abortion back to the states by way of our 10th Amendment. They don't want us to pay attention to something that happened this week is the Dow tumbled below 30,000, <laughs> signaling signs of, as Donald Trump said, a recession. So with all of this happening, do you believe our voices will be heard? Do you believe we can break through the the lamestream media, whatever the hell you want to call it, to actually have someone like Dr. Phil pushing out nothing but the facts? Now, now I'm not talking about Dr. Phil with a mustache, folks. I'm talking <laughs> about the doctor of SR1, Dr. <laughs> Phil. We need we need that type of media again. We need a true, honest, just the facts, no spin. Are we ever going to see that again? I think that enough people are starting to realize that they're being – I mean, it's just getting pulled over their eyes. They know – With a that, pink hat? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> but, but all these people, I mean – you look at clips from Biden from years past. He was somewhat articulate. Oh, and that. we'll talk yeah. in a couple segments about Biden from yeah. years past. So he's he's out there. He's you know he's staying on his point. He's articulating what he's trying to get across. Now all of a sudden, I mean, he's got mashed potatoes for brains. He can't even get a sentence together. Yeah. It's you can tell that that he's not mentally there. I think in a new Wizard of Oz remake, Joe Biden would be a perfect scarecrow. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about Washington, quote-unquote, football coach, (laughs) Joe Biden's inconsistencies, and maybe a little bit marijuana. Stand and fight. Stick with us.
We are back at Stand and Fight with Nick Schroer and the lovely band of conservatarians, and we have our very first special guest. We had a guest last week, kind of special, but this is a very special guest. Uh, you, you've heard the commercials. You've heard the commercials on News Talk SDL. You've heard us talk about it on Stand and Fight. The, uh, the, the guy who has brought medical marijuana to first responders, who's educating individuals about the importance of how it can help them and what type of products are going to be best for them. Jason Crady from Missouri Wild Alchemy, MissouriWild.com, two convenient locations on Highway 64 and 70. Jason, thank you very much for not only being our first sponsor, but joining us today. Hey, thanks for having us. So since this is typically a lot of people don't know how how long the uh, medical marijuana businesses have been open since voting on this was that back in 2020 2018 Wow 2018 is when voters approved it yeah. and it took what do you want to say a year two years for the program to get up and running Oh yeah so we actually just did our 3 year renewal license with the state um, once they awarded everybody licenses, we had within a year to get up and running, and then we've been open for a year. So right now, at this point, we are about three years in, and then totally, we've been working on it probably about four, four and a half, you know, from when we decided we wanted to enter into this uh, market and, you know, attempt to get a license. Well, this is, you know, like you alluded to, prior to it becoming law, I know... We had three different ballot initiatives, three different options for voters to, to choose what they wanted to do, if any. Uh, but you and your team, which you know impressed the heck out of me with your expertise, the reason, the passion behind this. Could you kind of give listeners uh, that speech again and you know the, the passion behind why you all are interested, your area of expertise, your wife's area of expertise, and why this is so important that you know anybody suffering from anxiety, depression can come to you all and actually get information from from trained first responders trained pharmacists yeah for sure um you know so back in 2016 in the fire service we actually had more suicide than line of duty deaths for the first time in history in the fire service and they are attributing that to ptsd just from the constant seeing bad things happen to people and stuff like that so when we started looking at the, the ballot initiative a lot of this stuff was you know, geared towards the military for PTSD, and, and those guys absolutely 100%, you know, need this and deserve to be able to have access to this medication. And, you know, we got to thinking that, you know, a lot of our police officers, firefighters, EMS professionals, you know, and they suffer from the same type of uh, thing, maybe not not the combat side, but, you know, they're, they're seeing death and destruction all the time and then going home and doing the normal you know, family routine and stuff like that. And it's hard to shut that off sometimes. And we really started looking into it and realized that cannabis could be super effective to help everybody cope with, you know, what's going on. And now with COVID and all that nonsense that we've had the last couple of years, you know, that people just need a little bit of an outlet and a little bit of relief. And we started to realize that, you know, cannabis can be a little bit even healthier than alcohol, which a lot of people turn to alcohol and opiates. And this is natural and it gives people that, you know, might not want to drink or be medicated, you know, an outlet to get some relief. And uh, that's where we kind of started looking at this from the pharmaceutical angle. Um, You know, we have experience in pharmacy. We have a doctor pharmacy on our team. And then, uh, you know, my wife and I actually met at Walgreens at Flintsville at Pearson Boulevard. That's where we 
you know, work, you know, when we were still in college and stuff like that. And when we talked with the state, they wanted this to be run and controlled like a pharmacy. And that's where we have experience. And so we kind of designed our facilities to even, you know, be similar to what you might find in a pharmacy, even though it might be a little bit of a different feel when you get in there um, because it's cannabis. And, and we would encourage anybody that is interested to come talk to us, come check out the facility. Uh, we like showing people around. Uh, a lot of people are nervous. And they, you know, rightfully so because our whole lives have been told that this is wrong and illegal. So we really are trying to break the stigma that's associated with cannabis and really treat it as medicine. So, um, you know, we welcome people for facility tours. Um, there's laws and regulations that we have to follow to do that. But if anybody's interested, we're always happy to show people around. Um, we have a certain group of doctors that we work with. Um, doctors that I know from my time at EMS that have decided that they were going to be the doctors that did write cards for patients in the state of Missouri. You know, so if you have a qualifying condition, the way that works is you see a doctor, and as long as a licensed doctor in good standing in the state of Missouri deems that you have a qualifying condition, you qualify for a medical marijuana card. And so a lot of times that's being done via a virtual visit, and then file your application with the state, the state emails you your card, and then you can go into one of these facilities and, uh, you know, we can keep that here locally versus people, you know, we're hearing a lot of times people were going over to Illinois and other states that had recreational cannabis because they needed some medicine and they would go to these other states and then bring it back. And that's actually illegal because once you bring it across state lines, you're breaking, you know, federal law. Right and, uh, you know, traffic laws and stuff like that. So, you know, we would encourage everybody to come talk to us. Our staff is super educated and knowledgeable and friendly. Uh, both locations, they're incredibly awesome. They will help guide you through the process, make you feel comfortable, because you wouldn't believe how many people we got that come in and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe how laid back this is, how nice it is, and, and it's really welcoming. And our staff will send, you know, time with all the, especially brand new patients and kind of, you know, lead them down the right path because what we don't want is somebody to, you know, over consume cannabis and have a bad experience. So we really take time to educate them on what cannabis is, how it can affect you. You know, there's certain strains and terpenes that would affect uh, what they would, you know, recommend to you based on your condition or what you know kind of experience you're looking to have and stuff like that so it really is pretty amazing how sophisticated this is and you know we're just really happy to be part of it to be able to help bring this uh out of the dark and you know into the light help people in a professional way to make them feel comfortable coming in and, and accessing the medicine that can really help them out hey jason this is eric michael how you doing Hey, good, Eric. How are you? Pretty good. So you talked about the stigmas uh, that go along with this, and it's relatively new uh, on the medical uh, forefront for this. Uh, you talk about it treating, you know, uh, I guess the mental side of things. Um, have you guys had any kind of negative pushback or anything, any kind of negative connotations still attached with this, or are you guys getting a little bit more positivity uh, with this? We're actually getting a lot more positive than I had even thought. You know, um, Dick, Dick knows me pretty well. So my wife and I have two young kids that are in grade school. And, you know, that was our biggest 
concerns entering into this market was like, hey, what are other parents going to think? And, you know, what is the school going to think and stuff like that? So we, we were very concerned about that getting in. And to be honest with you, we've had nothing but positive. You know, we've had a few people that said, hey, you know, I just don't believe in it. And we're like, hey, look, I get it. And it's, it's my, it might not be for everybody. And that's okay. You know, we're not trying to change everybody's mind or push it on anybody. Um, what we are trying to do is bring that professional aspect and, and make it available for people that do need it. And to be honest with you, I was blown away at the age range and just, you know, the patient demographics that we're seeing. You know, it's, it's not, you know, what you're thinking, like people going out to party, like when everybody first turns 21. I mean, we have patients in their 80s and we have, you know, pediatric patients that their parents have to be their caregiver for them but you know they've just tried everything and you know like pediatric seizure patients and stuff like that and we, we've had so much uh we, we had a mom uh that came into the store and cried because she said it was the first time she was ever able to give her child a bath without her kid having a seizure Aww. and i mean yeah it was it was like all of us and the staff and i mean this mom was I mean, to see her and, and her happiness and the fact of how she's speaking about her child, uh, who was honestly, she never gave the, the child a bath without a seizure. The, the kid is six years old. And, um, you know, it's just super powerful. That's incredible. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was really amazing. And we're super happy that we get to, you know, be part of that journey for these families. Um, so what we've heard in a lot of times, like when states first legalized, medical or recreational a lot of times people who you know live their whole life in a certain state they've tried everything and it's never worked and they got a little bit of information on medical cannabis they've actually and uprooted their whole family and moved away to, to go to a state and start a life over to where they could have access to this medication for their you know family member that had chronic illnesses that you know no pharmaceuticals could touch and, you know, we've heard quite a few of those stories and we're, we're starting to see people in the state of Missouri that have moved away start to come back and we're seeing them, you know, filter into the store occasionally and stuff like that. And, and that's pretty, pretty cool too, because they're like, Hey, I can come back and be close to my family now. But, um, you know, so that, that there is really some relief that people are getting with this as medicine. So. It's really pretty cool. We're speaking with Jason Crady from Missouri Wild Alchemy. You can find out everything that we're talking about by going to the website, MissouriWild.com. Two convenient locations off of 64 or 70 in St. Charles County. Jason, we, we have just a couple minutes left. Let's talk about where we go from here. I know there's been a ballot initiative push. Signatures have been turned into the uh, Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, to put on the ballot a uh, an option to legalize, to recreationalize marijuana in our state. What do you believe is best for Missouri, and what do you think is actually going to happen once that gets put on the ballot? And where do we go with Missouri Wild from there? So I think it absolutely would pass if it gets on the ballot if they verify the signatures, and I think it's a good thing uh, for a lot of different reasons. One is even if it becomes recreational, people are still using it for medical reasons. Um, you know, you might have, like anything else, certain things can be abused, and people abuse food and sex and work and you know you name it people can abuse it but um so this could be abused also so you know we really steer away from that and try to you know stop that from happening and educate people so they don't do those things but really 99 percent of the people are using this for a medical reason and i think that when it becomes recreational 
what you're going to see is a lot of people who are afraid to get a card because of stuff they've heard about not being able to buy a gun right. or, you know, just not wanting to go through the hassle, you know, would, would end up coming in and they're going to use it. And they're also not having to leave the state, get it, come back now. So you're going to see a lot of revenue stay in Missouri. You're going to see a lot of Missouri residents not have to drive and waste the whole day going over to Illinois, making a purchase and coming back and, and doing that with the risk of breaking the law and potentially having some backlash. Well, do you think like that? Do you so, think that states like Illinois that have such a high uh, tax threshold, you know, up to almost 50 percent or states that have not legalized it? Or, do you see Missouri as being a, a place that's going to benefit monetarily from those tourists coming in and, and buying from a state because on the on the ballot initiative, the tax is pretty low. Yeah, absolutely. We actually had uh, some guys come into our store yesterday while I was up there. and We had to turn them away because they were, you know, medical patients in another state. And Missouri doesn't even do reciprocity at this point. Right. Where like states like Hawaii, they do do that because they want the revenue when tourists are traveling and stuff like that. So you'll, You'll absolutely see an increase when people are coming. Like I just saw that we're we're getting some uh, soccer stuff coming in, and you know we're going to get the, the you know FIFA World Tour or whatever that is in Kansas City in a few years. So you know that will bring a lot of tourists. We obviously have uh, St. Louis is getting a soccer team, and you know that's going to be huge. Maybe the Battle Hawks again. We're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that that would be huge for that. So. I mean, anything, you know, when people travel into state to have the ability to access their medicine, it would benefit, you know, Missouri and it would benefit the patients so they don't have to risk bringing it in, you know, across state lines and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I just think it would be a good thing overall. And then for Missouri Wilds, what that means is typically what we've seen in other states when we've done our research to see how this all works is a lot of times they'll have like a medical patient line Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like they can skip the line and so you know we would still really be focused on the medical side and there's some relief there for medical patients not having to stay in line and then some states you know stipulate that a certain amount of product has to be reserved for medical patients and stuff like that so you know you wouldn't just sell out all of your product and then not have anything available to medical patients so It'll be interesting to see how the state does it, but I I definitely think it'd be a great thing for the state and for all the residents of Missouri. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Thank you for being the first, the very first and official sponsor of Stand and Fight. If uh, if listeners want to educate themselves more on uh, whether it's medical marijuana or Missouri Wild Alchemy, where can they go? MissouriWild.com. They can follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or they can call call up to the store, come into the store. We'd be happy to have you. Like I said, we're always there. Um, we're actually open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and we'd love to see you in the store. Well, God bless you, Jason. Thank you for serving our state as a first responder, and I hope to be talking to you very soon. Thank you very much. You guys have a great night. You too. That was Jason Crady of Missouri Wild Alchemy. I hope that he's going to be able to educate us once this ballot initiative gets authorized and uh, educate people on uh, the the pros, the cons, everywhere in between. We're going to have a packed third segment with a lot of information. No pun intended. Senator Blunt, we just spoke about marijuana. We're going to be talking more on guns, Biden's inconsistencies, and Pride Month. Pride Month here on Stand and Fight with Nick Schroer.
this event, uh, and the message is simple. Pride is back at the White House. From from day one, from day one, this has been the most pro-equality administration in history. Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> this is Nick Schroer. We're back with Dr. Phil Valencia, Eric Michael on Stand and Fight, showing you that the Democrats are full of hypocrisy and uh, lacking morals and core values. This is a place where core values will never flip-flop like they have in the Democrat Party. Why, 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 why has the LGBTQ plus community not saw through this i have no idea <laughs> or not even that like on his core values and he did an about face and by the very next administration that he was a part of and so. we're, we're yeah we're, we're talking he i mean he's been in office longer than i've been alive and to to hold that and all of those racist viewpoints that he's had i mean we i think we could devote a whole show to all of his racist positions, oh, all of could. his you could anti LGBTQ oh, yeah. plus positions, and now to suddenly change and be the the champion of equality, I'm going to use a Joe Biden slogan. Come on, man! <laughs> Just think, this individual might be able to benefit in his demented state of mind. Joe Biden could benefit possibly by going to Missouri Wild and getting some medical marijuana to help with whatever mental ailment he is suffering from uh obviously the republicans see it i wish democrats would as well but it is that time folks every week we highlight we go through all of the news clips all of the videos so you don't have to for this week's lunatic of the week from michigan the state of michigan the attorney general in the state of michigan eric wants you and your kids Phil, you, your kids, your grandkids, Dana Nessel, the Michigan Attorney General, the liberal lunatic of the week, once, and I quote, drag queen for every school. A drag queen in every school. The Attorney General, one of the most powerful positions in the state government in Michigan, Dana Nessel thinks your kids need a drag queen in every single school. Why? It makes no sense. Why not, why not a puppy or a kitten? For every school. They're trying to push and and make people aware, which, you know, it's too young to be making them aware of that. Because when they start doing this and they start asking questions, and they're too young to wrap their minds around uh, anything sexual nature, especially, Hmm. you know, know, in what, K through 5. And even 6th through through 8th, some maybe high school, yeah, they're going to be a little bit more, you know, aware and able to process some of this. But, I mean, there's a reason why they don't teach calculus in, you know, in grade school because their minds aren't – they're not strong enough. Or, well, we can talk that there's not sexes, not two sexes, that there's 287 – Phil, am I right? Is that the right number? Today. Two, today, today. 287. I think they just had added a couple more today. 287 genders. We can talk about that. No, there's two genders and 285 ways of being gay and fetishizing. That's it. I have a centrist uh, view on that, uh, Michigan. Michigan's always so weird uh, yes. lately anyway. Um, 
I'm all Detroit. about. Let's have a trans. We can we we can have one in every school. I just want them to be heavily armed. Yeah. So I'm yeah, picturing absolutely. like I'm picturing like Rambo in a tutu. Yep. And that's the person. <laughs> that's the person who protects our kids. And there you go. It's problem solved. Not strong and win, brave. Win. Like Why not Christina predator? Aguilera. That's what I really was actually. thinking. Yeah. Not predator. Rambo. That's funny. You should say that. I was predator. Great yes, minds, Doctor yes, Phil. Yes, well, speaking of great minds, speaking of common sense, we bring you not the liberal lunatic. They're out of here. They've already left. The Common Sense Champion of the Week. Mike Johnson of Fourth District of Louisiana. I'm the Vice Chairman of the House Republican Conference. We're delighted to be with you this morning. Uh, there are a lot of things on the minds of the American people, and it's really not January 6th. Democrats have enjoyed unilateral control of Washington for 17 months now, and we all know the results. Everybody can see what, is, what has been wrought by that. We've got record inflation, soaring gas prices, unhinged crime in our cities, and uninhibited illegal immigration. And in the midst of all of that chaos, what are they focused on? What, what gets their primetime billing? It is their seething hatred for Donald Trump and anybody who's ever supported him. That's what comes through in all of these hearings. For nearly a year, you got to think about this, the January 6th committee, for almost a year, they have invested thousands of hours millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars. They've interviewed hundreds upon hundreds of witnesses. They about 100,000 pages of documents, and they hired lawyers, consultants, and big network TV producers. That is our common sense champion hitting it out of the park with a statement that needed to be made. Louisiana Representative Mike Johnson with a cast of characters behind him that look like they are just ticked off and ready to... Who, who knows what they want to do? Maybe maybe lower Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows after that. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it needs to be said. January 6th was what? They said 17-something months. So, yeah, I mean, a little over a year and a half now. Um, and, I mean, the state of this nation is a lot worse shape than it was on January 6th, and yet they mm. want to focus all of our attention on that hmm. day. They don't want us to focus on November 3rd, 2020, is what they don't want, Yeah, uh, because that's where something actually happened. 2020, they had, I mean, aerial views. The entire mm. city of Washington, D.C. was on fire. They don't want to talk yeah, about that, Yeah, they don't that, want to talk though, about billions and billions, billions of dollars. Billions of dollars, thousands of deaths, lives deaths, yeah, deaths. that were yeah. lost. No. Well, speaking of other things that have been happening in the news, what do you, I mean, uh, you and I have had discussions phil i don't know where you stand on the whole conspiracy theory uh realm i think we all have a little bit in us we question what's going on and is this what's being reported truly what's happening we've seen yellowstone this week with uh historic flooding where it's breaking the roads away we're seeing uh natural disasters in other areas record uh amounts of cattle dying in kansas an area that's not known for being cold uh, right. i mean they've got the same midwest summers that we do over ten thousand cattle dead what in the hell's happened in our world they're gonna blame it on global warming i'm sure but i mean it's ten thousand less qu- cow farts i guess you could say <laughs> yeah yeah aoc's yeah. probably happy yeah. right i don't know i think well i mean yeah they emit less methane than all the crap that comes out of the democrats mouths anyway so that might be our new common sense champion of the week folks <laughs> eric michael but yeah i mean you know, look at the gas prices you have members of congress saying well man you know if you if you buy an electric car you wouldn't have to go to the gas station have you seen the pictures of what the pipeline landscape looks like as opposed to lithium mines yes i mean they are scourging the earth just for for the batteries uh, and then when you think about what they still have to use to power these electric plants, 
it's still run by fossil fuel. What are, you, are you still wondering about? I know you've got some little ones in the family. Phil, are you still wondering about baby formula at all? Where we stand? Luckily, we, we got around that because the baby in our family was just edging out of that phase. So, But we were close. We could have been right in it. Well, if you were questioning it, mm-hmm. Jean-Claude LaPierre. Oh, yeah. The uh, the spokesperson for the Biden administration, the Brandon administration, uh, thankfully, thankfully, was asked this question this week. So let's turn this over to Jean-Claude LaPierre. The White House has received on the threatened formula situation across the country. Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Uh, I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked, been asked that question. Three hours later... Okay. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I don't. I just don't have them in front of me. But if you want to come back and we'll we'll talk through. Well, thank God, <laughs> thank God. She so there was an announcement yeah. made. We'll come back later. Jean Claude Lapierre, who is you know got the facts. She's ready and willing to answer anything that we the people. Want to know what is the Biden administration? Well, I'm surprised that she didn't say you haven't heard that there's January 6 hearings, folks. <laughs> like we're in the middle of dealing with these people taking over the world, taking over the capital. Who cares about baby formula? Yeah. You know uh, who says baby formula the best? Who? Congressman Billy Long. Hmm. Congressman Billy Long <laughs> yeah, <know> was <laughs> my seven-year-old. My seven-year-old heard him on a uh, an interview on News Talk STL where he says, "Baby formula, yeah, man. yeah baby, yeah, man. baby formula." Oh yeah. <laughs> and any time now, any time, this is the the, the brain of my my ch- children. Anytime she hears talk of baby formula anywhere, she says, "Baby formula." <laughs> but if if any of the um, the, the Trump administration, any of them would have come out. Kellyanne Conway, uh, Jen Psaki, or not Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is the best, according to uh, MSNBC. I mean, it, it's astonishing that there's no outrage that she flipped through a, a dictionary full of notes. I like that. The, I like the paper jostling. I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's funny that she said uh, it's been a couple of days. Yeah. She should have said, like, I hope your kid didn't need to eat yeah, right. during that couple of days, but I'm getting to it. But more and more and more craziness is happening around the world. We're waking up, folks. We are finally seeing uh, signs of life in uh, just regular people, regular people that go to work, send their kids to school. This is happening in Canada, where we see uh, just a regular Canadian standing up to Justin Castro Trudeau and uh, kind of fighting back a little bit. You've sold us out to globalism. You are not working for Canada. You are working for your globalist partners. I wonder how much they're paying you to betray Canada. What do we do with traitors in Canada, Mr. Trudeau? We used to hang them. Hang them for treason. And you're doing that very She's same saying this to thing his to face. us now. We know what you're doing. In a town hall. Good for her. She was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. this, yeah. I, I want to find her, get her on the Gosh, line. Worst but, case of suicide ever. Two but have you seen that? Bed. You've had people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I you know don't always agree with her approach. You know Lauren Boebert, all of these individuals, these these badass moms, these badass females that are standing up like Viking queens, like I'm trying to teach my my daughters to be. 
Those are the ones that are just igniting this fire of liberty. And I'm going to turn it over to Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had a phenomenal moment on the House floor this week. Well, we don't agree on much these days here in in Congress, but I know there's one thing we all agree on. We all agree that we really like guns. Hell yeah. See, we're the special privileged elites. We're the ones in this chamber being protected by guns, while the American people don't have men and women with guns outside their homes. Of course, not at any gun-free school zone they're not protected, nor at work. But here, Congress, the same Congress that's voting to send just millions and millions of dollars worth of guns to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves, is the same Congress working as hard as possible to take away the Second Amendment rights from Americans. You see, our job here is to protect rights like due process and the Second Amendment rights of Americans, not strip them away. Red flag gun laws violate Americans' due process rights, and this is the type of thing that we shouldn't be passing in this Congress, especially while we enjoy the very privileged, elite, special protection of guns. I haven't heard something like that from the walls of Congress in a long, long time. It makes too much sense. Uh, I don't know why we don't have more people, even on the left. They have to be able to see this as they're sitting there trying to talk about removing guns. You don't need guns. And yet their armed security surrounds them. And, you know, they're not just holding their little pea shooters on the floor. That was on the floor with no notes. Marjorie Taylor Greene just walked up. Similar to me, to this guy. <laughs> and that's, I hate taking notes. I hate reading speeches and I hate seeing these, these pre written speeches by all the Democrats, whether it's in Missouri or DC. Marjorie Taylor Greene knocks it out of the park, showing that the U.S. Constitution was to limit the government. Yes. Not the people. It's not to limit the people. It is to protect the people and their rights to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, with that, this, if you are listening on Newstalk STL 94.1.1019, you can stream us back on the app at any time or on the SR1 app. But in a moment, in a few moments, after I get a little water in my system, we're going to hit it out of the park with sudden death overtime, dealing with a lot of the issues we're not able to pack in to the show. Stick with us. Stand and fight. We'll be right back. Joe Biden, you really done it this time. Just when everything was going just fine, I pulled up to that Circle K to put gas in my Chevrolet. You got me digging for my last dime, cause you wanted to shut off the pipeline. I put my 20 down out on pump three, but that needle never moved past deep. Man, I did what everybody's done. I rolled all my windows down just to shout, Let's go, Brandon. I'm staring at my dash with the gas light. Been hearing that chime for the whole ride. I can't wait till his term is done. And I hope Big Don still wants to run to make this country great if it ain't too late.